You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Your Bibles are open there, please. And there are two powerful words that we read, Pastor read in our text today, very powerful words. And, and you know, pastor and people, I try to live by these two words. I know you do as well. But I can promise you this, I have failed with these two words this week. And the person sitting next to you can probably tell how you, tell how you failed as well. I, I don't want to live by these two words in the negative. I want these two words in the positive. But you know what? I'm so full of pride. So not me. <laughs> Thank you. You just announced how prideful you are. All of us have pride. We want our way. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not going to lose. I've, I've got to have it my way. Or I have my rights too, you know. They're two powerful words. And if we can, if we can take them out of here this morning. I want you seriously to pray that Pastor Trevor will live these two words this week. I know you pray for my wife and I every meal. I know you do. And your kids pray at night. I know you do. Church, family, uh, adults, I know you pray for us. Uh, there's not ever been a pastor and his wife, I don't feel like ever has been prayed for more than the two of us. But would you pray, not so much for my wife, but especially pastor that he'd leave these two, use these two words this week? It's found in verse 34. There's just two words. It's the key to marriage, the key to life. When he called the people, he said unto them, with his disciples also, he said unto them, whosoever will come after me, let him, and there's two words together. What are the next two words? Deny himself. Say it again. What are those two words, please? I wonder if every lady in the house could say it. Ready? Begin. I wonder if every man could say it. Men? How about one more time? All of us together. Ready? Deny himself. That's not easy to do. You know when you were on the freeway this past week, you did not want that person to go ahead of you because they were going to be 10 feet ahead of you. You even used your horn on them. Why? Because we don't like to deny ourselves. Whether it has to do with uh, getting a spot at the parking lot or our, the, our food intake, well, you know, I'm not going to deny myself anything. Or whether it's fasting a meal or two meals or a day or a Jewish fast, sun up to sundown, or whatever it might be, or whether it's saying I'm sorry to my wife, or sorry to my husband, I'm sorry to my children, I'm sorry to my mother and dad, the way I behaved. Well, I'm not going to do that. It was her fault too, you know. I am not going to say I'm sorry to a woman. When that spirit is in our life, we're elevating ourselves instead of denying ourselves. And when she leaves you, oh, you'll win, but you just lost. If any man follow after me, let him deny himself. The success of my life this week is going to depend upon in every area of my life if I can deny, say no to self. 
Perhaps you don't have a battle with this. But sometimes I have a battle with what I eat. I should not eat that. I've been trained by my wife, and she cooks great meals, but I've been trained that I should try to eat right, good meals, and she provides them. And once in a while, if you want to make a dessert, go ahead, and I'll confess it a sin later. I'll go ahead and eat it because I want to be very kind to you and respectful. But don't just, I struggle with desserts sometimes. I struggle with sugar at times. And I know for me, I know what the outcome's going to, I'm going to get agitated. Apparently, you had some sugar this morning. Um, <laughs> I mean, no, you didn't. Uh, but but, but I, I know what's going to happen. I, I don't know if it's because I try to eat right, but I get a headache. And I, I love it. As I, I, I know it's, I love ice cream. Oh, I love ice cream. And I may have some tonight. But I rarely have it because I lose my voice. And so for 45 plus years, I've tried not to ever have very much dairy, if at all. It was an interesting thing. I've always had low, low blood pressure. Everybody in my family's had high blood pressure. I've always had low. And a few years back, the, 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 the doctor said, I, I want you to get off salt. Well, I'll tell you what, the way you have Doritos, now that's not dairy. You, you, I, I used to love going to this Mexican restaurant over here, uh, Pedro's with Brother Andy Harrell. He was our associate pastor for 19 years. Uh, he liked salt and I like salt. And the chips would come. And he'd say, now, Pastor, tell me when I've got too much salt on here. I said, well, I'll let you go ahead and, and know. And, but we, we, and salt's going all over the table everywhere. And, and he said, because I don't want to overdo it. You know how we're, we're both trying to watch all this salt. And he just keeps going, keeps going. I said, just a few more minutes, will you? And then, and then he'd stop. I said, that looks good. Don't shake your head at me, Dana. I saw you right there. I love salt. But that doctor said no salt. Now, October to be four years since I touched a salt shaker. Of course, I eat all the potato chips I can and lick off all the salt. (laughs) Man, sometimes, and salt is good, the Bible says. And someone said I could have that sea salt stuff on there, so I, I try that. That's pretty good stuff. But it's so hard to deny myself. It is so difficult to say no. The success of your marriage this week is going to depend on how often you can deny yourself. The success of your teenage life this week is going to depend on, can I deny myself? I want to speak today to myself as well. Let a man deny himself. In other words, forget about sight of myself and losing sight of my interest. That's what the word to deny yourself means. I lose sight of my interest for the sake of someone else, another's interest. That's why marriages can be successful when a man says, I am absorbed with her interest, not my interest. It's difficult to do. I'm absorbed with his interest. I like a definition I read recently, which a willingness to undergo sacrificial position for another person's and to lose pleasure and ease for the sake of them. That's what you mothers do 
when that little baby cries at midnight or one in the morning, you're losing sleep to get up to care for that child. Well, what's Ralph do? He is in the bed snoring. Snoring away, that's what he does. That's what your husband does. And we say, we're gonna let her get all the glory. She can get up and try this. I've said it before, I can remember and recall when we had children and my wife was always the one up, always the one up, always the one up. And one night she had been up so much, I knew what was coming. You know how you can feel that? She's gonna say, hey, would you take a turn? I knew that was coming, Brother John. I knew it was coming. And I don't know what time it was, she'd been up and down, up and down, up and down. And I knew it was coming, so here's all I did. Making all these noises, and she goes, I know you're awake. (laughs) Chago, apparently you tried that too. Your wife is laughing, so it must be. Have you ever tried it? Good boy, that's that's a man's thing. God says, if I could just deny, I would hope, if I die this week, I would hope you say, Pastor, try to live for us. I don't know if that can be said. I would hope it could be said. I don't want to shepherd for myself. God, when no other church wanted me 48 years ago, a brand new little church getting started saying, we, we want you. And you gave me that opportunity, and I said, if you'll let me, if you'll let me come. I think there's 20 people there. If you let me come, I'll give you 50 years of my life. Well, forget that. I'm, I'm already there. I'm, I'm still going to live a little bit longer. I'm saying this. My goal, it, it, that's why every Sunday service is Sunday night, Wednesday night. Last thing I say is I, I love you because I do love you. And love is a commitment to meet the needs of another. Let a man deny himself. That's difficult in a selfie day. And it was not wrong when we had a competition this week and these kids were, I guess you call it hashtag, whatever that means. And all these kids, hey, Brother Chamber, will you take a selfie with me? I took them. But I hate pictures. I mean, at our wedding, if you see us wedding pictures, I'm like this. I just, I hate pictures. I, and it's amazing because I'm so good looking, but I, it's just the way it works. <laughs> you know, a selfie is terrible because you're, you're this far away. I mean, you see all the warts and all the bumps and all the bruises and all the other things. It just, selfies do not look good. And if this guy is taking the picture here and I'm here, I've got the big face and he's got a little face behind him. <laughs> selfies stink. I took them just to enjoy the time with the kids. But we live in a selfie society. It's all about me. It's about my rights. It's about my opinions. It's about my direction, what I want to do. And you're going to sit there and shut your mouth and listen to me. Dad may, may not say those, but he acts that way. Look what the Bible says. Jesus said, this is Jesus. Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself. It's not about my pleasure. It's not about my rights. It's not about my life at the expense of another. Do you notice in verse 34, if you come after him, let him deny himself. 
There comes a personal responsibility in life that somewhere along the line, you've got to have, stop having everyone else set all the rules and all the boundaries. The truth of the matter is this church doesn't have a lot of rules. You join and unite with our church. It's one little page and says, we just believe if you're going to be a member of this church, you ought to be saved. You ought to be baptized. Believer's baptism. Uh, you ought to attend services. It's just, just very few things that we say. Oh, I want to go to that church. They've got so many rules and regulations. Oh, we have another one little page for workers. Very small. Says you can't drink. That's a good thing. Can't live a worldly life and try to stand before people and say, live for God and you're not living for God. We don't have a lot of rules. And the rules that whatever the rules are that this church imposes on you should be so minor over the rules that you impose upon yourself and myself. It's individual responsibility. It's, in other words, you're not a victim. I, 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 I say this with great respect. I don't know what these men in most World War II people are gone. I don't know what they went through in the Korean War. I don't know about Vietnam. I, I thought I was on my way to Vietnam and then in college I, I never got drafted. It just worked out that way. I admire those Vietnam soldiers. I pray it's been over 40 years. Homeless, Vietnam veteran. Well, if you're a veteran, you're getting some money already from the government. Don't get quiet on me now, I'm not upset. I'm just saying, how long are you going to play the victim card? And by the way, I have no idea the anguish, what they've went through, the Agent Orange they went through, and the bombs and walking through those junk. I don't understand all that. God bless those dear people. But there comes a point where you say, I'm going to have to become responsible for my life and not expect. There's a fellow who lives in one of these beautiful homes over here, but he's out somewhere in this area. I won't tell you where. And he's out there every day with a sign. But he owns a beautiful, gorgeous house over here. Something's wrong somewhere. And, and the sign for the food. I mean, you can start at In-N-Out Burger, $20 an hour. $20 an hour for 40 hours a week is 800 bucks and get two of those jobs. See, 80 hours a week, yeah, ask these men. 60, 70, 80 hours, that's been, how do you think God, God blesses because of you folks, you work your jobs and then you work and serve the Lord, yes, but the staff and the people here, hey, that's a, that's a regular week. We've done it for 50 years. Get a job, work a job, and don't become, how did it work? I've never had to depend on government, and I understand there's extenuating circumstances. But if a man will not work, the Bible says he should not eat. And if you have the ability to work and you choose not to work, you're a drain on financial society. Again, we're so very great. I've heard people walk by handicap stalls and all mad at people that, no, don't live that way. Thank God that, uh, that this nation thought about handicap stalls. 
Thank God that people sometimes that have a hard time in walking, they have that opportunity to park there. Thank God that there's, the, at the airport this week, veterans, you're next. Thank God the airlines let the veterans go. They have done something for us. Ladies and gentlemen, if you can't work and you don't work, get a job. There comes a point where we have to become individually responsible. Let's take, for example, physically. This week, I'm not saying get off all sugar, but sugar and sweets and chocolate. You determine if you're going to discipline yourself to say no. There has to be a point in your life, if that is, if that is destroying your body, if that is making you sick, if that is causing us to retain extra pounds that we don't need in our body, if that is what it is, then deny yourself some sweets. I'm not the perfect example, but there are certain things from time to time I do in my life that say, okay, because I am so out of control, even though uh, I, I, I may, this may not be sin and it may not be wrong, but I'm going to discipline myself to say no. Nothing major, but, but for, for me, uh, last summer, two, two summers ago, for, for five months, I said, I'm not going to touch anything that's sweet. There's nothing wrong with it. But I don't want the sweets controlling my body. You're going to have to, I haven't got there with coffee. One cup a morning is good for you. It's very healthy, I think. It's in the Bible somewhere, thou shalt have one cup a day. That's good. You know, socially, not just physically, but socially, could you go a week without posting? Now, that's not a hard one for me because I don't know how to do it. And I think posting is great and it's wonderful and, and social media must be wonderful. I, I don't know how to do it, but I watch my wife and I, I, I watch everything she's going, so I'm probably watching it. I'll see someone I haven't seen in 50 years and say, wow, they've gotten old. Thank God I haven't gotten old. <laughs> oh, we deceive ourselves. Could you, go, could you go a week without social media? Could you go a week without posting? Could you go a week, just a week, with, with not being involved in all that spreading of things around with others, and you don't even know anything about it, perhaps? I, I wonder personally, not only physically and personally, but I, I wonder if, if personally you could, and, and I, I wonder if we could just, for a week, not gossip. For a week, not be part of opinionated. I wonder for a week if we could not have any negativity. You see, we all have some things I can discipline. I gave the news up 2020. Now, I do have it on my phone where I can see headlines. But it wasn't hard for me to shut off the TV news. Never listened to it that much. That wasn't difficult. But I tell you what, if you say, okay, pastor, why don't you deny yourself and start exercising? That's a weak area for me. You like to exercise, right? I'm not coming with you. 
I'm not willing to deny myself yet. I, I'm just not going to do that. And, and so, you know, I, I tried calisthenics. I started with a fork. <laughs> I worked on that. Well, then I started with a spoon on this hand. And, and then I start both of them. Oh, it's great. And then I hide food in my pockets that my wife doesn't see it. You know, I just, I have a, I, I, I cannot get into exercising. I probably should. Instead of looking like I do at 39, I, I probably would look like I'm only 18. That's not a laughing matter, sister. Don't you, is, it, is it physically sugar, your hard thing to conquer? I understand that. For me, it's exercise. God says there has to come a point in your life where you deny yourself. May I tell you why this church is such a great church? For whatever amount of time you've been in this church, it's been filled with people that deny themselves. You know what the bus ministry is? Someone says, I'm putting somebody else's needs above mine. I'll go visiting on Saturday. I'll run a bus on Sunday. I'll give money to run a bus. I'll be a bus driver. I'll be a bus captain. I'll be a bus worker. I'll be a bus soul winner. I'll be a bus mechanic. I'll be a bus giver. You know what the bus ministry is all about? It's denying ourselves sleeping in on Saturday morning. And thank God for the army of bus workers we have here. You know what, what a Sunday school teacher is? I guarantee it. Whoever is your Sunday school teacher, I guarantee it from the youngest to the eldest, I guarantee it those Sunday school teachers are praying for you. And they study. I know our teachers. I go to teachers meeting. Those teachers, you have taught us to pray over our students and pray over our lesson and pray over our, 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 our class material. We, we, we have teachers, a couple hundred or so, that pray and pray and pray. You know what they're doing? They're denying some old things in their own life to pray for you. We have 41 deacons in this church. Now I know that we're all not as A plus as we should be, perhaps, pastor included. But every deacon has 44 families, 45 families of church members, and they pray over those families. Say, well, they don't contact me. You ought to thank God. They should not have to contact you. That means you're probably not sick or dying. And I've got some de deacons that are, and their wives that are so devoted to their 45 families and praying for them and, and burdened for them and concerned for them. Uh, that, that's what denying yourself means. We have a tremendous school staff here a tremendous college staff here, a tremendous support staff, a, a tremendous church staff here, a publication staff, a radio staff, all those different people and how they give themselves and deny themselves so that we can bless, so they can bless the hearts of others. That's what dying self is all about. Now be careful. I'm not against the gym. I'll never have any. I don't want to, for me, I don't want to, if I'm going to get up, I'd rather get up and do what I was supposed to do for, for the cause of Christ. But I know gyms can be good. But be careful. The gym does not be, can't make you, especially ladies, all such a skinny mini that now all of a sudden all that effort is so that people look at you. 
men as well. <laughs> can I always tell when a man goes to the gym and he's excited about it. Because he buys a little t-shirt about three sizes too small. <laughs> he walks around like this. Flexing that muscle. I can do that too. The problem is my muscle doesn't come up here, it comes down here. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, Jim. If the environment's okay, it, it, I don't know what music they play, I don't know what it looks like in there. I have no idea. I don't know if the membership's $5 a month or what, I don't know, I have no idea what it is. Turn with me in your Bibles, please, to Philippians chapter two, and I know I'm out of time. But can you turn with me to Philippians 2, please? Here's a great example of denying yourself. As you turn there, the example is our Lord Jesus. In Hebrews 10, he said, I come to do thy will, O Lord. That's, that's denying himself. I, I love what he says over here in John 8, 29. I do always those things that please my Father. Jesus was not about the easy road or my own rights. He had no place to lay his head. He never owned a home. He never owned an animal. He had no place to lay his head. Borrowed, everything was borrowed. Even the tomb was borrowed. He had nothing in life. For he who was rich became poor, that we, through his poverty, might be made rich. I'm an heir of salvation. Look at the example in chapter 2, verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. Watch this. He took upon himself the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man and being found fashioned as a man. Here it is. He humbled himself and became obedient unto the death, even the death of the cross. Hold your Bible right there. You know why he did that? He said, I'm going to deny myself. He could have called 10,000 angels on the cross, but he died alone for you, for me. He did that for us. He laid aside anything that he may have had for you. And he saw people that were enemies, and they hated him, and they scourged him, and they scoffed him, and they mocked him, and they blasphemed him. And for this cause I came. Notice in Philippians chapter 3, not only our Lord self-denial, but look at the Apostle Paul, chapter 3, verse 7. For what things were gained to me, those I count lost for Christ. Yea, doubtless, I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as dung, and I may win Christ. You see, the if you read Proverbs, today was Proverbs 25, the last verse is 28. He that hath no rule over his spirit is like a city whose walls are broken down. God says, Jack Treber, I want you to rule your spirit by dying to yourself. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, I die daily. Tomorrow morning we get up, there needs to be a death to ourself. My opinions, my self-will, my independence, and by the grace of God, help me to live for people. May I live for my, my wife. 
may I live for my husband. May we live for our children. May we live for the lost. May we live for the saved. John chapter 17, Jesus showed us how to pray, not our Father which art in heaven. He gave us a model of prayer. First, he spent the first part of that chapter, nine verses, praying for himself. And then he prayed for those that knew him and had trusted him. And then he prayed for those that knew him not. And our prayer life ought to be praying for, uh, praying for every single, for ourselves. I have so many needs. Not the want, I want this, I want this, I need this, I need, I, I want to be a man of God. And I have it all listed, A through Z, multiple words of what I want to be in my life. And I see I fail at those words so easily. And I want to be a man of God. Before I'm a husband or a father or a grandfather, I want to be a man of God. I'm not talking about being a preacher. I'm talking about a man of God, a man who knows God. So I have to deny myself. So I have to get up in the morning early because I want to say no to sleep and yes to walking with God and praying and reading God's Word. Well, you're a preacher. I hope I'm doing that because I'm a Christian. And then I get eventually to praying for my wife. That I not be so strong-willed and opinionated and enjoy the journey that God's given to me to do my best to care for her, to die to self, and then our kids and their mates and our 14 grandkids, all but one are saved, and the little one is just a little young child. I've been thinking this week of this song, and I've failed so many times even this week. In high school, we used to sing this song, Let me lose my life and find it, Lord, in Thee. May I self be slain, my friends see only Thee. Though it cost me grief and pain, I will find myself again. Let me lose my life and find it, Lord, in Thee. That's what Paul's saying here. I, I want to know Him. The closer, that's why your husband wants to read the Bible and pray, or your wife wants to, uh, the closer they get to God, the better mate they'll be. Encourage that. We're out of time. If we're not careful, we won't deny ourselves. We won't give up time or comfort or money. The evidence of spiritual growth of denying self is, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me, Galatians 2.20. I'd like you to take out of this auditorium this morning and those that listen around the world and for this pastor, I'd like us to take out of here today two words. Deny self. Mortify the flesh. Kill the flesh. To mortify, as the Bible says, is what the dentist does when they mortify an area of the gum to work on an abscessed tooth. I'm going to deaden that area. I have to deaden some things. You, would you leave out of here? And could I, I say, these aren't maybe necessarily wrong things, but it causes me to live more for me than for my mate. So I'm going to deaden that area. I'm going to take a Novocaine shot so it won't be all about me but it'll be about my mate. I, I'm going to deaden this area of my life so I can live for my children. Instead of saying, I don't have time or I'm too busy, I'll deaden that. 
So I'm working on my job, and it's after hours, and, and, and maybe I can put it off, and so I'll take some of my sleep time later tonight so I can play with my kids right now. It's never I don't have time. At youth conference this week, as we began on Monday, I said to kids, every time God speaks, the answer should be yes. And when our mates speak to us, it always should be yes. Do you have time? Yes. And not yes with a sigh. <laughs> and not yes with an attitude. Sure, I have that time. I'm going to try to live that way this week. I want it to be that by God's grace, her wish is my demand. I'm going to try to live that way for people this week. I fail so often. I, I don't like it when I, I give the appearance I'm so busy when someone says, I know you're busy. I don't like that. I am busy. Just as much, maybe as, as much as you are. But I hope I don't come across I don't have time for you. Now, 10,000 of you are going to call for an appointment this week. The, the, the email address is uh, is uh, J. Cooper at NBC. <laughs> our, it's, our, our Reamers are, it's L. Flood. No, you don't, have a, you don't have an email address? Well, I saw your selfie the other day. <laughs> two words. Two words. Deny self. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.